Hey, 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 folks, on this episode, I sit down with comics Ryan Shores and eventually Dallas McLaughlin, who was running a little bit late. They talk about local comedy and the evolution of their careers. They bring up a bunch of people you've never heard of and a few of their inspirations you probably have. They make fun of me and my sponsors. And I'm, I'm actually trying to remember why I had them on the show. They talk about bar fights and bringer shows and debate the eternal question to drink or not to drink before a show. Tune in for a train wreck of a conversation, but in a fun way. So join us for this beep-free, very explicit potty mouth episode of Tony on the Mic. Our story begins as these stories often do. For whatever reason, I got there way too early. Wait, Before wait. I go up... You get to shows early. That I, I find know. that hard to believe. Not podcasts. Whoa. Shows. <laughs> okay. And... Uh, there was some jokes I was sitting on since uh, COVID happened. I'm like, these are really going to hit. And they didn't. Did it? <laughs> they have a, here's, the, here's the other thing, though, Ryan. Here's the problem. I had been buzzed. They told me, don't mess with those guys. And they gave me a wireless mic. Now, that is not oh. a combination for success. Uh, you know, it's, all it's that. Misrepresentation. Misrepresentation. Right. Misrepresentation. Easy, easy for you to say. Yeah. yeah. That's Said the first was, uh, name you mentioned tonight that I actually know. Well, there you go. I, 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 one of my jokes. Valid? Oh. <laughs> uh, Don Rickles. Uh, I have to say, that's the most amazing story I ever heard. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time you listen to this fine podcast product. My name is Tony Lawrence, and I'm Tony on the mic. Hey, on this episode of Tony on the Mic, I want to thank a couple new sponsors. Give them a shout out at the beginning of the show this time instead of always saving them until the flow. But the Iris Spa, the irisspa.com. Check it out. Personal massage, professional, licensed, clean, wonderful aromatherapy, all the relaxation stuff you need. The irisspa.com. Check it out. Also, Retro Sports, Retro Sports, everything for team sports, individual sports, and all your other sports. And Alante Construction. Today, I had set up three comics to do a great roundtable about comics on comedy. Go ahead one, and say it. Only one showed up. One, one is late. One has had events come up, but the true professional, Ryan Shores, is here with us today. So let's let's start with, um, you have some stuff going on? What are you doing these days? Are you back on stage? Back uh, in... Yeah, I, I got back on stage. Nice. Um, it was tough to. I, um, I lost my momentum during COVID, man. I, I, I think me and a lot of other people were like, do I still want to do this? Like, yeah. Yeah. Once, once you a body at rest tends to stay at rest, and all the all a the career things, at rest tends to stay yeah, at rest. <laughs> yeah, I'm like maybe I'm done. I don't know. Um, and the first few shows I had back, I'm like I think I hate this. Wow. Uh, it, you know, and they they went okay. It's not because I bombed, and it's not because I did great. It was neither. But um. I'm like, do I really want to uh, keep doing this? Do I want to surround myself with the type of people that do comedy? Yes. That's another problem. True, that true, true fact. That's why I left. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of garbage people, and they were the most <laughs> vocal during COVID. I'm like, do I want, is it good for my mental health to surround myself? Um, but I pushed myself. Nice. I, I think the breaking point was I had four shows to do over the course of a weekend at a club here in town. Wow. And the first two, I mean, I was rusty, and I didn't like it. And um, I, I I had a bad time. I went home, and I had two more shows the next night. And that night, my friends were having like a pool party at one of my friends' house. I'm like, I'd rather go to that. Oh boy! You know, all my friends are there, and I don't want to do this fucking thing where I just did mediocre last night. Right. Um, but I pushed myself to 
do the right thing, honor my commitment. I went to do the next set of shows the next night at the club on Saturday. And I made some adjustments based on how I'd done the previous night. And I had two great sets. Nice. And it really reinvigorated me. I'm like, I, I, I can kind of remember why. I There's a magic to it. And it's even better that I, I didn't do that well the night before and that I made adjustments, you know, and, and and that made it a little bit better. Yeah, how much how much overlap material in the four shows? How long were the shows? Um, I was doing, um, I think, 12 minutes each, 12? each, each set, that's, you know. That's a that's a chunk. Yeah, on a showcase set. So, it is, yeah. Um, yeah, I I think um, I changed about fifty percent of it. Okay, wow, that's a pretty big uh, diversion. Yeah, yeah, I changed the order. Um, there was some jokes I was sitting on since uh, COVID happened. I'm like, these are really gonna hit, and they didn't. <laughs> were there COVID joke? Were there a lot of COVID jokes at the show? How many uh, How many other comics were there? Um, I think there was eight total. Wow, well, maybe less. No, no, no. Okay. It, it was. Uh, yeah, maybe seven. Seven, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. and then COVID jokes, a plenty? A couple. A couple. Um, not many. Maybe three. Oh, that's not many. And I'm like, that's topical. And I'm like, I, there was a couple, I'm like, that's really good. And then and then it gets nothing for two shows in a row. Right. And it hadn't <laughs> right. for shows I'd done before that. So I'm like, let this go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's hard to let your babies go, though. Once you, you kind of like something, it's hard to... It's strange because uh, there's some jokes where I'm like, this will be my next closer. Right. And it never gets anything. <laughs> and then this one, I'm like, this will be mildly amusing, and it crushes, and it stays part of my act for two years. And I'm like, you, you people like this? Right. And you right. people like that? Right. This... And it makes me angry. Yep. This oh. You people don't know funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I get very you, you, upset you. at the things people... I get as upset at the things people don't laugh at as the things they do laugh yes, at. Yes, I'm with you. I'm, I'm like, with that you. was just supposed to be filler and you're on the floor. See, because I, I was told that I would be a good writer, which really pissed me off because I felt like I had a decent stage presence. But, of course, I didn't. So <laughs> I, got, I got an equal backhanded compliment. On the other hand, they're like, you're a great performer. Ah, but you know, yeah, but, right. But, but, but that was that was right. They left it at that. I'm like, well, how are my jokes? They're like, you're a great performer. Now, do you have a, a presence? Anything you want to promote right away? Anything out there? Your website? Do you have a? Oh, uh, I know you just wrote a uh, War and Peace esque uh, story about your trials and tribulations at home that you can't talk about because of your lawyer. Yeah. Well, I mean, I can tell you that without naming them that right. uh, I, I uh, during the, the tail end of COVID. Uh, my wife and I decided to rent out a back bedroom in our house. We have a big house with a master bedroom for us, a guest bedroom for our friends, an office slash study that you've been in. You saw yes, that. Yep. And in addition to all that, we had this back bedroom that was empty and unfurnished. And every time I walked past it, I just felt, I kicked myself. I felt like I was leaving money on the table. Right. I'm, right. Like, I'm like, you know, we got some credit card debt. We got this uh, these, these these projects we want to do. Sure. And, and here's this empty room that could be generating me hundreds. In San Diego yes. County. Yes, in a very nice neighborhood. We, yes. Me and Tony live in the same neighborhood. It's a oh, nice come on. neighborhood. E easy there. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> you live on the other side of the tracks. Oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, your house is probably worth more than my house, but I don't <laughs> know that it matters. I don't know. You have this pool over here. That's true. We do have a pool. So anyways, it, it turned into the, night, the, the, the tenants from hell. I wrote about it privately on, let's call it a blog, where, where, per my lawyer, they couldn't be identified, so I'm not ah. defaming or slandering anyone. Yes. Um, no, but it's been hell. If you've ever seen Pacific Heights with Michael Keaton, it's that. It is a unhinged person who got their foot in the door by being looking like the model tenant, yep. 
and is now trying to bait my wife into punching her. So that you can take it's my hard. House. It's hard to re, re, you know, to turn that bait away. It's hard to. It's hard. She's ex-army. She's uh, she was a scrapper back in Alabama. She's a fucking tough chick. She's used to to to, to handling shit in a way that I, even I'm not comfortable right. with. <laughs> yeah, you're like, honey, 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 settle down. Settle one down. girl took her seat at a bar one time, and she walked over, grabbed the ketchup bottle, squirted all over her face, oh my, dumped her drink on her, then walked outside. And I was like, she didn't tell me that was the plan. <laughs> so I had to go running after her. And this woman covered in ketchup grabs my wrist and goes, hey, look what your wife did to me. And I went, I don't know that bitch. I'm just trying to get laid. <laughs> and I ran out after her. And she was power walking across the boulevard from Rosie O'Grady's. That was the bar over there in yeah. Kensington. Wow. And this girl runs out covered in ketchup. Oh, my Lord. Removes it from her eyes and goes, hey, this isn't right. And then just collapsed <laughs> crying. It was the funniest thing I've ever seen. Now we have a person who's done way more to her. Right, right. And is begging her to punch her in the face because this person lives in a fantasy world where she gets to keep my house if that happens. Yeah. Uh, She's called the cops on us four times. That's insane. Yeah. Now, and again, of course, everybody has the best, you know, ideas for you. Everybody has a solution to your problems. Yeah. And, and so, me too. I'm going to say... <laughs> The first time she leaves the house after that 30-day notice, dead bolts, yep. chains, electrified fences, and whatnot. But Absolutely. That's crazy. That is crazy. What's your favorite comedy television show? What show? Movie, cable, uh, Miss Maisel, Crash. Are you talking about a special or a... No, sh like a, a show about... Table. Seinfeld would fall into that. A show about somebody like um, Miss Maisel or I'm it's Dying Up Here. I know crashing. that's a, a cliche answer, but Seinfeld... Seinfeld. Uh, people my age, I mean, yeah. we were brought up on Seinfeld. Yeah. Um, it was... I think that was the first sitcom that a person that was 11 years old could watch with their dad who was 56 years old. Yeah. And that was a really cool thing. It's yeah. like, and, and we might be laughing for different reasons. Right, right. I mean, he might be laughing at the clever humor, but 11-year-old me is laughing because Kramer just hit his head right. on something. <laughs> right. And that's what's really cool about it, is that if, if, it, if it's something that makes smart people and idiots laugh, then I think that, that you got a real winner there. Yeah. Now, Seinfeld, originally, you know, they would go on stage and he would open with him telling us a routine, yeah. doing a routine, and then he would branch from that routine into something that's happening in real life. I always I always get a kick out of that. Jennifer Grey from Flashdance had a show for a minute. Now I the time of my life. Um, yeah, in an attempt to prevent some of the angry letters and emails, Jennifer Grey was in Dirty Dancing, the 1987 classic dance movie with Patrick Swayze, where he plays hard-boiled tough guy Johnny Castle. Jennifer Beale was in Flashdance, not to get the two confused. But she was Jennifer Grey, she had a nose job, and and everybody talked about her nose, it's all they talked about, and, yeah. and I guess that happens to her all the time, and they're, why would you get a nose job, why would you get a nose job, and... And she really, to me, when you look inward, I think it's funny. I think yeah. it's really funny. That's why I had a problem with the like the simple life and the real the real housewives sure. and the you it's, know all it, that misrepresentation. Misrepresentation. Right. Misrepresentation. Easy, easy for you to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, you know, I um, I always liked the aspect of 
how much of this is real. Yes. I wonder yes. what they're basing this on. Yes. I bet they're talking about this right there. Yep. You know, there was a douchebag show that I watched when I was a douchebag called Entourage. <laughs> I was a 21-year-old idiot that thought uh, that was living vicariously through other douchebags. Do Vinny Chase. Oh, man. These guys are so cool. Turtle. They go out to get the chicks. Yep. That's like me and my squad. <laughs> and then I, I, I went back and watched it as like a, yeah. in my 30s. I'm like, oh, my. That's a tough watch. Yeah, that's embarrassing. Yeah, I I hate to say it, but I enjoyed it in my 30s and didn't, you know, the first time through, and again, it was a different, slightly different time, sure. but it's a tough rewatch. It is because the whole show is, is Vince going to do the movie? That's, right, right. That's that's it. <laughs> right. That's, that, the the right. entire show is, uh, is, is when you're going, hey, Vince, you got to stop having three ways with models and read that script. I don't like reading. Aren't I cute? Hey, bro. <laughs> Can you give me a part in that movie so I can have some three ways? Aren't I stupid? Hey, I dropped Vince's name at something and got free sneakers. <laughs> yeah. Lloyd! And that, the, Lloyd! Oh, yeah! Oh, <laughs> yeah! Cliffhanger! <laughs> oh, yeah. So the whole show is, was, is Vince going to do the movie? That was pretty good. Is that off the top of your head? Yeah. You just ran that out? Yeah. I'm impressed, man. That now, was good. So, Except you left E out. You didn't do anything. No, he was e. the first guy. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Get your head out. Read the script. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. Okay. So, so it's all his Vince gonna do the movie. Hey, nothing we do is wrong. We're all gonna get laid. Right. And 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 everything's gonna be fine. Oh, the only pitfall is, hey, we're almost out of money. Whoops, we got Aquaman, and right. we're back in the chase. And we're back in. And so, but the thing is, I liked it because I'm like, okay, this is the going full circle. I liked it because I'm like, this is based on Marky Mark, who I also don't like. Right. But I'm like, okay, so who is that? What movie right, is that? Right. Oh, I wonder what that's based on. You know, so there was an yeah. aspect of I wonder what this is representing. Yeah, which is always fun. I always, I love the loosely translated nonfiction stuff. You know, it's mm -hmm. it's true, but it's stretched a little bit. You know, yeah. it's pushed a little bit. And I always and I always do the same thing. Like, who is who is this person supposed to be? Is this a compilation of people? Everything that's always I, fun. You know what? And that show is something that like I, I think the uh, producer said. Oh, that hasn't gotten the respect it deserved because of oh, my cancel Lord. culture. I'm like, there's just been a lot of better shit out there. Right. <laughs> I mean, right. We all, we've all seen Breaking Bad. We don't need right. Mirage anymore. Right. Yes. We, th 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 that, that cliffhanger was, is he going to get found out for cooking meth and lose his family and go to jail? And this one is, Jake Gyllenhaal took the movie. Oh, oh. yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna do that when you queue it up. I'll join you. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So whenever that'll be a little running, running joke. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> it's about yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh oh. Wait a minute. We we have the less professional. Now what's funny is the man who's joining us now. Hopefully will be funny because it's supposed to be comedy. He says, "Hey, I can make it. It's seven o'clock, everybody. Let's get started early." I feel like this and one. we all, and we all went, "Okay." And I'm scrambling around to get ready at seven. And uh, Dallas McLaughlin, how you doing, buddy? Did you say I, I thought Ryan was supposed to be here because I look gross. No, isn't there a third person that's not here as well? My sister is having a particularly tough day right now. She's yeah, so you know what? Around. Don't shit all over me. No, well, we can't. <laughs> Let me catch you up. My career's over. I think. Right. And, and okay. Right. Great. Hey, thanks for coming, Ryan. Yeah. I'll see you next. No, that's perfect. That's <laughs> then we're in the right spot. COVID came back. I'm like, I'm gonna be back, baby. And then not so much. Yeah, no, I hear you. Yeah, yeah that's the yeah. You, you're on TV. Now, uh, we're the two comics that literally are old. No one gives a shit about us anymore. Yeah, but like you still, uh, you still do some things. Oh, I do. I, yeah, I do some TV work. Well, we caught up with uh, Ryan's projects and things he's doing now. What do you got going on? 
you know what? I've just been driving around in circles waiting till I should come here. And I was like, you know, I'll tell them I'm running late. But really, I was just driving around La Mesa. <laughs> it's a beautiful city. If you guys haven't been there, downtown La Mesa, downtown gorgeous, La Mesa gorgeous. Yeah. Uh, I'm just, I've been working a lot, uh, writing some commercials, uh-huh. doing uh, marketing, the devil's work, yeah, and that's... Uh, getting people to buy products they might not need. So is commercial? that where you're on? I got nothing going. Yes, hell yeah, that's fine. When you're on set, if you want headphones, you can put them on. If you don't, oh. you're, you're If we sound okay to you, then I'm not they, worried you about do. it. You do. Okay, great. You do to me. I'm wearing the headphones. So Yeah, I was on set today, and unfortunately, that's what I, there's a accident somewhere in La Jolla. And we were near La Jolla, and pool man. Oh, my God. You think a rich person's dead? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I mean, no. Who knows? <laughs> I mean, if we're lucky. If we're lucky. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. See, we're doing an entourage thing. Yeah, every oh. time we're happy. Yep. So you can join us at some point. So when, so when a rich person dies, we're happy? Ryan clearly is. Look, yeah, very I worked clean. at a fucking clinic in La Jolla. And those rich people were very mean. <laughs> I don't care if I yeah. fed feet first through a wood chipper. I don't care. I don't care if they have kids. That's a good call. Wow. Honestly, rich people are pretty annoying. I'd like to be annoying. Uh, you know yeah. what? It's it's old wealth money that I find annoying. And that's who I had to wait on when I was waking up. I get it. Is people that have fucking ancient money from a, a, a lump that was found in goddamn 1880. Yeah, chances are they never earned it. They no, just, yeah, they got it. Yeah, yeah, they I just, get you. They're old money. They, they, they don't wipe their own ass. And they want, <laughs> yeah. they want a new one. Right, well, I'm sorry. It's all right. Look at your bear's chair. Yeah, this was for my sister. That's she's new. Having, yeah, she's having a... Um, I'm starting to time. think that you don't, don't have, have a sister, sister and she's just imaginary is to you. Is she in the room with us right now? Yeah. Do you yes. see your sister right now, Tony? <laughs> you need to tell <laughs> Good us. Good one, Valerie. She is hilarious. Okay, Use all right. The cereal, so she'll yeah. calm down. I was worried about BJ, but now I'm worried about Tony. <laughs> I'm worried about BJ in the bear chair. BJ yeah. in the bear chair. BJ was going to show up. And what happened to him? But he. he Do got you bumped. have siblings, Tony? I'm confused. <laughs> I'm an right. only child. Sorry. My best friends are imaginary. I get it. I get it. So, what got you into producer or to producing, performing? Yeah, you can move. We we kind of had. No, it's okay. It was on. It was. I just didn't want it to stick on me. It was. What was the question? (laughs) What got me into producing? Well, I have a lot of money. I'm from La Jolla. Okay. And I just started producing projects at will. Wow. Can you do one for uh, me? Yeah, sure. Why not? Okay. I just need some stickers. Oh, great. There you go. Those are oh, they're magnets. magnets. Oh, magnets. So, well, see, I'm out. I, want I got stickers. I got stickers. You want stickers? Look at your masks, Tony. The I last guess. time I was here, I mean, it's not like none of this was here, but you've really I'm started to, to merch it out. I'm I like up, that. I'm up in my game. One see time that? I came here, he's like, I can't do this. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's a true story. I couldn't figure he was out the tech. Plugging in shit. He was like, I don't. That's so said, great. That's yeah. so good. I don't know. I, I'm so oh, sorry. I sat here for 20 minutes. Right. You might as well just go home. That's, that's <laughs> fucking oh, beautiful. Can I take a dip in the pool? Or that's a, right. I'm sorry. You're can welcome not, to swim. I bet it's a clean pool. It is a clean pool. I will go down the slide and then I'll go. Yeah. yeah. One time. I'm sorry. I keep cursing too. I apologize. Um, actually, this is going to be an explicit okay. episode. So. Well, I can't, I was, I've been in a rush. I've been like, I spit, sped down here. So I'm like, my, my uh, adrenaline's going. So I okay. curse when my adrenaline's going. I apologize. All right. No curse. What got me into comedy? Curse all the uh, way. Really, what got me into comedy yeah. was Ryan Shores. I don't know if you've heard it, of him, but heard uh, of him. he was the reason I started doing stand-up. Do you ever have you ever had anybody tell you that they're the reason you got into stand-up, and then you immediately felt terrible? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because of the way it was said. This, this happened once. Uh-huh. I know you're joking. But no, I'm not joking. This happened to me the other day. Okay. Yeah. Well, the, the, it happened for my friend Bartell. 
He was the bartender at a bar I was doing stand up at. Is it my Brian Bartel? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Great. And he's like, "You're the reason I do stand up." I'm like, <laughs> "That's a great. That's a great Bartel." Yeah. And I'm like, "Really, man? I, like, I inspired you?" He's like, "Yeah, yeah." I was watching you and Mike, and uh, I was like, "If these guys can do it, I can definitely do it." And I'm like, <laughs> "I was what?" If you <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he's like, "Yeah, you guys, you know, that you guys got last year was not funny," and I was like, "I can do this." Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. And he was not. Busting my balls, he meant it. Yeah, and didn't understand he was being insulting in the slightest. Wow, he was pretty good. Bartel was pretty good he for a good. while. Yeah, I. Uh, so what was your story? Ryan Talmo, you know, remember Ryan Talmo? I do know Ryan Talmo. He's uh, in the Valley now in L.A. Valley and Jesus. Uh, Valley Jesus, he put me up on a show. I uh, asked me if I wanted to do a show in Sherman Oaks, and I went. And I, I was like, yeah, sure. I'm in your LA. first time on a. That was your first time on stage. No, 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 no. Oh, Ryan okay. Talmo. This was recently. Okay. He, uh, someone uh, he inspired. He I inspired him. Oh, I got gotcha. you. And okay. I did the show, and I, I he introduced me by saying, "This is the guy who gave me my first stage time. I wanted to do his show and do well in front of him, and I was, blah blah blah, blah and he's he's the reason I'm here today, and all this. And I was like, I am sorry. <laughs> like I've never felt worse. I'm like, dude, you are. We're in a shitty bar. Those shows are rough. I mean, like, and I, but at the same time, I'm like, you've been digging this out forever. You grinding, grinding, a lot of respect. But at the same time, I felt like it's like when somebody tells you that you inspired them to do something and not that he's not doing well. I don't know how he could be doing great. Who knows? But like, I just felt like I inspired him to do the wrong thing. Like, I remember a woman went to the bar one time that I used to work at. She hung out. Uh, she was really cool. We, we, we didn't do anything, but I was just giving her and her friends a good time because I wanted them to come back. Of course. Giving them drinks. They're all friends. My, my, one of them. Yeah, why not? <laughs> and uh, both of them at the same time. They knew what was going on. Hey, they bought the Playing tickets. some Third Eye Blind. And then God we... Damn, over here. <laughs> and uh, It's Vinny Chase. I was... Oh, there is, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. So then I... <laughs> And then she she went home with somebody else that night, and she got pregnant. And I Whoa. felt that was my fault because I made them stay and have a good time and get drunk, and then she made that mistake. Are I they still really together bad. and happy with the baby? No idea. Oh, boy. Not a clue. Okay. Because yeah. no, no, I probably should. You're right. I'm, I don't sure, remember. I'm sure they're still going to that bar <laughs> with the baby. I mean, it's the, it was the Blarney the, Stone. There's oh, a, there's yeah, a lot of... The uh, <laughs> There's a lot of babies outside of the Barney Stone right now. Check on the baby. Check. Oh, wait, I love this song. The, the Barney Stone's where me and Dallas met. I think that's where we both started, kind of. I started at the Barney Stone, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I, I was Winston's and the Barney Stone back to back. Oh, back, back. Winston's. Yeah, it was, it was Winston's on Friday, Barney Stone on, sa- on Sunday. Sunday, yep. Yeah, you took it over from Allison. Yep. And it was just a rough and tumble crowd. But if you could get engage them... They loved you. It was, it was great. It also became all right. So if they didn't like you at the Blarney Stone, this Irish pub in Claremont, they would literally throw shot glasses at you. A guy would threaten you. Yeah, there would fight a lot of fights. A lot if of you fights. Funny enough. Well, I mean, like or if you're the wrong. It's just kind that of they funny. didn't like you. If they just oh. didn't like you. You could be. A, I saw a lot of very talented comics go through there mm-hmm. and get nothing because they found them too pretentious. Yeah. And then mm. me and Dallas would go up and be. I'm going to just say it, not as funny as some of these other guys. Sure. But they're like, we get this guy. Look at it. He's got a beard. He's got so a you're pandered. You pandered to the dumb shit. They liked you because you were the, You had a vibe that was similar to the regulars. And I include myself into that. I, I hung out there for years before I started doing that night. My old band played there. That's yeah. where my old band started. Yeah. And uh, and you would go up there and you if you had a great... I, Dave Cowens, great, uh, great guy, funny comic. He did... Uh, he went for like six months straight 
He had a good set there, finally. Never came back. <laughs> he was like, that's all I wanted. That's all I wanted to do was, was do Did well he, at the Barney Stone, and that's it. I don't want to come back. comedy? No, no, no. He does. Oh, he yeah. works at the Man House now. He books okay. down there. But uh, Barney Stone was just a rough place. Like, Zoltan yeah. got slapped in the face there. No, uh, or he slapped somebody in the yeah. face there. Uh, Chip Nicholson got into a fist fight outside one time. My favorite fist fight story, I hope I'm not Please, go ahead. Is, um, so the first time I did the Barney Stone, I went there because everyone said it was rough. And I was trying to get a rough reputation. Right, right, right. Trying to be beautiful. So I'm, I'm like, let me go there. And I'm not going to, maybe you were there for it. The first time I did it, I won them over. So oh. it became an easy room for me because it was always regulars on Sunday. Mm -hmm. And I could go up there and just go, fuck. And they'd be like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so anyways, um, since I'd won them over this one night, this drunk woman was just, she was heckling me. And I, I responded in some way, but it, it, it didn't go great. But anyway, I get off stage, and my friend RJ goes on stage. and he starts RJ. Doing, oh, I love RJ. And he goes up. He's an Indian guy, kind of timid. And he's, Indian American, Indian Native American, or Indian? No, no, um, Indian. India. Uh, India. I, I think Indian. he was Pakistani. Pakistani. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, Just trying to paint a picture sure, for the yeah, audience. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he goes up, and he was my friend, and I had a lot of loyalty to my friends. And so this drunk lady is um, uh, heckling him. And I go, hey, you know what? Shut the fuck up, dude. And she turns to me and goes, you're just mad because I didn't like your shit. And all of a sudden, three regulars stood up and start calling her the C word. And I'm like, ooh, don't say that one. You're yeah, crazy, well, crazy. Don't say that one. Yeah. And this gigantic bear of a band who apparently really liked me mm -hmm. starts calling the C word. Her little boyfriend, who's about five foot four, stands up Oy. and goes, don't call her that. The guy just... Bear palms him across the face. To yeah. The <laughs> a melee breaks out. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was like a saloon fight in an old Western film. <laughs> yeah. they, they clear the bar. Everyone gets thrown out. RJ, the timid Indian guy, standing on stage. The bouncer, after throwing these, everyone out, turns and goes, continue. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I can yeah. swore a circle of urine started forming yeah, yeah. his pants. They, they, the Blarney Stone was probably my favorite time in comedy yeah, because it was I, I i and it was my home crowd so like they liked me because they didn't have a choice uh and but it was where i cut my teeth like i i mean that's where i started doing stand-up and like it, it was both had gimmicks back then oh yeah i was doing one-liners and i was and then i would do a little bit of crowd work you would wear Russ, a sash and a top oh the mayor's yeah, it was the mayor's talent show every yeah. sunday night i was yeah. the mayor of claremont <laughs> And uh, myself and a guy named Russell Hicks, who grew up, who lived in Claremont, and we both started trying to do crowd work there. Uh, we both started at the same time. And Russell, I mean, Russell's great. He's so funny now. And he's in England. And he's killing it in England. He's yeah. so great. Um, but back then, he didn't really know crowd work he didn't really get it yet he was like am i making fun of these people or am i pissing them off and he was just pissing them off ah. and there were nights where we had to like walk him out because everyone was pissed <laughs> off at him the bartender johnny who was there almost every sunday he was this big dude uh if he heard comics do the same jokes he would ring the bell uh like every from week to week if he heard you do a joke you did last week he would ring oh, the bell wow. comics the only few That's comics cool. figured that out but some and then and, and also um, like there'd be times where that same comic would warn um, some guys like Jeff Billadell. I would warn Billadell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See those guys? That, <laughs> yeah, they're yeah. like, they're not H.A., but they're pretty close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So don't fuck with them. And so many guys like him would like, I'll crack this nut. Immediately. <laughs> and, and all of a sudden they would pull out knives. Yeah. And we'd be like, let's go out the back and then let's Dude. never talk about this again. Billado literally was told, don't mess with these guys. I, I'll never forget guys. it. And they, and he immediately did it. Yeah. Oh. 
And they meet like not even a split. They didn't give him a chance to say a sentence. The guy just rushed the stage and the bouncer had to like get in the middle of him. And like Billado was all, what did I do? Yeah, and yeah, you're yeah. like, you fucking idiot. Like we were all like, come on, Billado. Yeah. I, I was so mad at him. And, and the thing is, uh, I had I had some problems with him at the time. I didn't like him at the time. We're friends now. Uh, but I found myself defending him to these guys. I found myself like a linebacker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm doing this because. He doesn't deserve to die. No, no. <laughs> and they were like and they were yelling like, I'll slit your fucking throat. Like the they were had, like the, the guy had a knife out and I had my hand on his wrist. Oh, and I, I'm man. Like, I'm like, come on, come on. I'm like, he's joking, he's joking around. I was like, he's fuck with the wrong guy. Like, yeah, I understand yeah, yeah. that, but he doesn't understand that. And right. I, I had this weird moment of like, I don't even like this guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 I get but it. I don't want to see him. But die. I need my spot at Winston, so I can't <laughs> He didn't actually have that then. Did he? Oh, I don't know. Uh, I forget. It, it all blends together. Hansen. That's what people, everybody's like, uh, everybody talks about the Barney Stone. There's like five stories I remember the rest of the time I was just drunk nonstop. Yeah. Like Greg Santos and I would, that's all we would do is get trashed and then hang out all night and then go eat burritos. But it was, uh, it was a great time. That's what I mean. A week or two ago? <laughs> I wish. No, I, I that's, uh, you asked why you I got in the comments. Dude, I walked in there. I haven't been there in 10 years. We went there, oof, like right before the pandemic uh, okay. we went there and uh i hadn't been there in a long time same thing i was like my buddy was in town we're like let's go play some darts walked in there was like six of the same people that were there 10 <laughs> years before just still there we talked we had played darts it was great i mean it was it's nice to go back there and hang out and it's uh, nice to walk the fuck out yeah, and not go like, back I'm not, I'm not yeah like i don't anymore. need to come back here every week do they yeah. still have to do comedy there I, well, no the last time I, I stopped in there for a beer because i i had to wait for my friend who lived down the block to come home to return some item to me. And uh, the guy, I, I, I forget who was like, I remember you, you want to do a comedy show here? I'm like, absolutely. Ah, that's so great. <laughs> yeah, no, they, no, they no, were no. doing music. Yeah. Allison Gill was, at the time, pretty much just a musician. And so she was hosting open mic night. And then she kind of slowly started to do stand-up. And then so the open mic night kind of transitioned into a stand-up night. Yeah. And then something happened and she stopped doing open mic night or they fired her. I don't know. There's conflicting stories. Um, but I was already there doing a trivia night and my band was playing. And so they were like, would you want to do open mic night? And they wanted me to do it because music, they wanted music to come back. Ah. And then, so I started doing it, but all the comics were coming already. No bands were going. Cause they were like, Allison stopped putting bands up. She just wanted comics to go yeah. up. Right. So there was no music. And so I was trying to get music in, but then I just ended up doing stand up. And then it was a stand-up night. Try to get music in again, and then I had it for like three years, and then finally they were like, "You're not making any money." You so how, how do you like? I've never understood, to be honest, open mic music nights to make money because it's just acoustic, one person. It's not. Act. It's not. It's it's the people they bring. So a band is much more likely to bring like six people to come see them do right. an open mic night than a comic is. A comic will okay. bring themselves and not order anything because they're broke. Right. So they'll like, inquire about free soda. Exactly. <laughs> or, or they'll bring other comics, and like that's not nobody's paying for a drink. So it's like, so you just don't make money off the night. And they were paying me a certain amount of money because wow. I'm not going to do it for free. No. Uh, and I drank for free too. So it wow. was, you know, they were like, "Ah, oh, we're losing money," and I'm like, "All right." So they stopped it. But for three years, we, I mean, it was fun. It was really great. It started a lot of careers, and it ended a lot of careers. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe some lives. You started BJ and the Biz. BJ and the Biz was there too. Or was yeah, we BJ got BJ and Todd at when we got, they launched. Uh, well, at first it was bad credit, and then he would always open for us as the amazing BJ. Right. And uh, and then BJ and Todd, and uh, yeah, we got him in. We got a guy named Michael Clark who used to work at SeaWorld as well. Would play with um, Larger Than Leon. His band was called okay. Larger Than Leon. 
Yeah, we got a lot of people in there to do stuff. It was, I mean, Barney Stone was great. It was a very local, neighborhood-centric bar. People were there for a good time. But you could also get the shit kicked out of you. You just kind of had to pay attention. Or you now was that where the person got pregnant? But I know yes. Okay. But I know the the guy you're talking about, that short guy. I know exactly what you're talking about because he would come in for weeks and he would try to start shit with us. And then we would and then we would like my buddy Sean O'Donnell, who's my best friend. He is that the guy with the little, little is that the guy from Yellow Card? No, 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 no. The guy from Yellow Card. Yeah, Sean O'Donnell. <laughs> Sean he was in a band called Revolver at the time. Him and his him and Gorney played in a cover band there called Fever Crotch for years. Uh, they, Sean has a notoriously short temper, especially when he's drinking. And, uh, the guy, the guy started, well, we're both Irish full blooded and, but you know, there's like two, there's two types of Irish when they drink. There's either you have a temper or you have a great time. There's no in between. Uh, and I have a great time. Sean has a terrible time. He has a temper. Uh, and he, Tony on the mic does not subscribe to any of these gender racial stereotypes, (laughs) but the guy, but the guy, that little guy, that little short fucking guy with his girlfriend, he was there all the time. He tried to start shit with us one too many times and Sean just threw him against the wall. And that was the last time he ever talked to us Wow! because it was just like, dude, you got to stop. Like he's one of the, you know, those guys try to be more than they are because they want to be cool or something. It was a mess. Yeah. When they try and rise above their station. All right. We're going to do a uh, commercial read. Oh, I'm not. Uh, do I get a piece of this? Yeah. Okay, great. Well, you get uh, Irish you... spots, not a rubbing tug. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that is correct. Um, well, it would have worked better if I had four people, but um, let's see. Let's all go. You can. You can. Um, I'm doing a, Actually, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to need a little. Uh, <laughs> no, I got you. Natty Light? Hey, huh? hey, if, you, if you have a beer, I'd take one. I'm not sure if we have beer, but we have a I'll significant take, array of I'll take whatever you have. mixed drink. Okay, you got it. <laughs> I'll take whatever Dallas? you have. I don't want any mix, but if you have a beer or a whiskey, I'll take either one of those. Whiskey. I got you. If I can get a whiskey, um, all right. Well, there you go. let's just try this. One of you do a, uh, it's retro sports. They do team apparel. I used to work at retro sports. Did you really? Yeah, in Claremont. Well, oh, this one is. I know, on Dallas Street. Yes. I worked there a couple times, too. I wow. filled in. So do a commercial one. Retro sports. If you don't like playing against sports, go to retro sports. Do you like rollerblades? Go to retro sports. <laughs> do you like skateboards 1990s. that'll break in half? Go to retro sports. <laughs> On behalf of Tony and the Mike and the sponsor. Did you? Is they really a sponsor? Yes. They're. I really had a great time working. That's not a lie. <laughs> one of my favorite jobs I ever had. Are you a deadbeat dad? <laughs> retro sports. Did you forget to get your kids what they wanted? <laughs> Go to Retro Sports and get it for half the price. Oh, dude, I have a story about We used that. to steal skateboards from Retro Sports. All really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that was probably a new Michael Bornstein was the old manager. His name was Michael Bornstein. He used to own all of them. Worst guy I've ever worked for in my life. But the store managers were great. Okay. Dude, all right. I, I'm serious. No, let's continue. You know what? We're going to have a trash the sponsor. It's not segment. a trash the no, sponsor. I was going to say, say Deadbeat Dance was the story I was going to Okay, okay. Go to Deadbeat all right, so, you want to go? Here, yes. All right, so um, I was I just done an audition in LA, in LA, and I was coming back, and I forgot it was rush hour in LA. I my car was stopped on the freeway, and I decided to get off around Westminster or something. Mm. Stopped at some random Irish uh, bar. For, I was going to get dinner and just chill till rush hour was over. There was this dude at the end of the bar, just looking like fifty miles of rough road. He was just sitting there, he was mm-hmm. nursing a drink. Mm-hmm. And I could tell the bartender knew him because he's like, "Hey, you you want another one, Tony?" He's like, "Yeah." yeah. So his name was Tony. I don't remember. Okay, <laughs> I just remember his face. He had a mustache. Okay. Anyway, this guy's sitting there, 
they bring me a menu. I'm just, we kind of share like, what's up. And this commercial comes on. I, I don't know if it's for a kid's show or a toy or something. But all of a sudden, this guy goes, Oh, shit, the kids! And he fucking jumps no. up off his bar stool and fucking speeds out of the bar. <laughs> and I just fell off my fucking That's stool. So after. I know oh, everything Lord. I need to know about that guy. He's that not. That is shit, hysterical. How's it going, guys? Good. Uh, how are oh, you doing good. tonight? Can I get you guys anything started to drink? Oh, oh. wow. Look at that. <laughs> See? Got, did you text somebody? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's actually great. That's great. Yeah, I, if, if you don't, do you have a beer? Do you have a beer? I no. don't think okay. we have any beer. Just cider. Whiskey on the rocks if you got whiskey. Oh, we got hard, like, seltzers? We have hard ciders. Hard ciders. I don't like, want any hard okay. ciders. I can't whiskey on the rocks? If you have whiskey, I'll do whiskey on the rocks. Okay. Right. We what have whiskey you have? Right. You, if, it's a, we, have, really we have a pretty full stocked bar. So. Uh, can, I get a, can I get a tall whiskey Coke? Okay. Whiskey, yes. right. If you got Jameson, great. If not, it doesn't matter. Okay. You got Jack. Awesome. Oh, we do have Jack for sure. I think we have Jameson. Ow. I'm good. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks, Richie. Who's that? That's my son. I don't know. <laughs> my nine, son? That's my nine-year-old. No, I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> that's kind of, that's <laughs> talking about Debbie Dad's. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Give me another drink. Uh, so funny. Richie, my youngest. He's, okay, Richie. Uh, I was going to say, that's not... Uh, no, Anthony just left Anthony. for Japan yesterday. That's right. That's why yeah. we had to move this. That's correct. And then I was late anyway. Yep. I should have just told you the original day, and you'd probably showed, should, up showed up today reasonably right on time. Yeah, well, we miss Valerie. <laughs> Valerie's coming. I'm con- I'm, uh, I'm convinced. You can tell someone has a happy life with the later the art of things. It's like, I didn't want to leave my family. I'm sorry. Oh, right. man. <laughs> yeah, well, that was not the case. She, uh, <laughs> they were far, far away. Uh, sorry. I have a heart out at 8.15, so... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, good. I'm glad you showed up okay. at 8 o'clock. Great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and to see that worked. See, I set it up yeah. because it's a podcast. Oh. If this were live and you said that, it would go without comment. Nobody but knows. I had to, yeah. you know, I had to grease that, that wheel. Thank you. Because I'm a professional. Uh, Sponsored I wanna... <laughs> by Retro Sports. <laughs> <laughs> and Alante Construction. They literally stopped. They, they shut down the one we worked at in Claremont. And they just shut it down, and they never told us because they knew that we would steal everything inside if we if they retro if, sports. If Are you a gay man with a receding hairline? We have rollerblades. Right. I was gonna say I, I don't think they have rollerblades anymore. Really, they don't. Oh man, retro sports. We do not have rollerblades. We don't have rollerblades anymore. <laughs> retro there, sports. That's it. Boom. Did you leave Send your kids in the car? Go to retro sports. Oh shit, the kids! <laughs> all right, he's he's gonna love this spot. Right, sorry, yeah, that's all right. What's his name? Jacob Ober. No, oh, that's not the Sounds guy I know. Yeah, that's good. All right, just let's move on to the questions. I got to be out of here in ten minutes. My wife is pissed off. Yikes! When are you um, coming home? So, famous comedians who influenced your career. Mm. Tell me about anybody. Dallas, if you're done with your phone, you first. Easy, Steve Martin. <laughs> Steve Martin is my number one influence. And, I mean, influence? Like, you saw him and said, I want to do that? I saw him and I said, uh, that's what I want to do. I want to get up on stage and be stupid. It doesn't matter what it was. It was just wanting to be stupid. Nice. It didn't matter if it was comedy or acting, whatever. I remember trying to explain to my parents why an arrow through the head (laughs) was funny. Yeah. And they're like, it's not a real arrow. (laughs) It's the silliest stuff ever. And, like, you listen to his early stand-up and it doesn't, none of it. It's very, very little of it holds up. Yeah. But it's like if you can transport yourself into that yes. time, yes. like it's uh, incredible groundbreaking stuff. And enough of it holds. I mean, The Jerk is still one of the funniest yes. movies yeah. ever. If you were to watch it now, it's still. And King funny. Tut. 
King Tut is nonsensically funny. There's yes. no reason for it to be funny, and it was. And it Born in Arizona, star. got a condo made of Stona. The joke alone, <laughs> I feel like the only thing they could save Nixon was the banjo. Like that's, and then he, it's great. It's a great <laughs> joke, and then he goes into the banjo. It's he was a great banjo player. Great banjo, still is. Steve Canyon Rangers is his banjo. Oh, God band. bless you, man. Thank you. What are, what are, what do we got going here? Thank you. I appreciate that. Is that? He doesn't make many straight drinks, so... No, so. I appreciate that. Or any at all. I run the drinks. I'm 19. For, oh, did somebody make it? Yeah. Oh, okay, good. You didn't serve drinks because you're underage. It's okay. My kids... I can serve. I can't pour. Oh, okay. You My can't kids pour. are in the car, so I'm just going to have this real quick. <laughs> drive home. Appreciate that. We check on his kids when you get a minute? Yeah. Make sure the windows... We do work for tips. Okay, right. We work for tips. You have a magnet? Get a free magnet. <laughs> Take a... You're going to give cash? I don't know. You're a dead dude. I don't have Hey, Richie. Oh, well. Here, leave it to me. I'll give it to him. All right, Ryan, what was your costume? Who inspired you? Um, Carlin. I memorized You Are All Diseased word for word. And I was I was that kid in seventh Great. grade that would try and pass it off as his own shit, you know. Sure. You know, it, yeah. Like, and, but then, there'd always be that one kid like, "That's Carl," and I'm like, "Shit!" No, it's not. One one kid with the cool dad. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I I memorized. Um, uh, I'm telling you for the last time by Seinfeld because, mm-hmm. like I said, love that show. I could do that album front to back, but I didn't think I could actually do it because. Uh, every time I tried my own shit I, with a wooden spoon in front of the mirror, I'm like, sure. I'm just doing their stuff. Uh, it wasn't until I saw Henry Rollins, uh, mm-hmm. I, and who's not a cop. And you were like, anyone can do this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. No, but I'm like, I'm like, this guy has got some some points here. Mm. And I I think that I could do that, but make it kind of funny. He he makes some great points, but it's not really that funny. Sure. But it's still very like. Yes. You yeah. Know? And yeah. I, I, I thought I could maybe be a mix of that. I'm not, but I tried. Hey. Hey, it was, good, it was a good you're, You are funnier than Henry Rollins. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I'll take it. No That's one's as funny as Carlin, praise. but uh, I yeah. got to see Carlin live in Vegas. Oh, wow. I was too young. Uh, you were it was, there. It was right before, so it was right before 9 11. Yeah. And he had a special that he was working on. Uh, he came out with a stack, like a notebook stack. Put, and he opened the whole show with. You know what I think's funny? Pussy farts. Yeah, yeah. That was his opening line. I remember that. Album. And then he st- he put a stack of papers on the chair, and he's like, "I'm gonna read from this, and I don't care." And uh, it was his special that I forget what it. I think it came out when it came out. It was just self-titled, I think, because it was supposed to be called. Uh, I kind of like it when a lot of people die. Yeah, yeah. And then 9/11 <laughs> happened. Like complaints and grievances. Complaints and grievances. So yeah. it, it happened two months later, I think. 9/11 happened after we saw him. Right. So clearly that wasn't going to be the name of the, no. the record. But he had this great uh, bit about car a car accident, like slowing down to see a car accident, and uh, I mean it, he was. Just, there's nobody like him. There's nobody. You know that was. I think also Carlin was cool because um, for me anyway is that it's one of the few things me and my dad bonded on. Mm. Uh, you, know, you have those moments where you're so different from your parent. Sure. And you know I like Metallica. He'd like Three Dog Night. You know it, <laughs> it, 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 we weren't the same. He was a lawyer. I dressed in you know shredded jeans. But all of a sudden, um, I'm like, this guy's cool. He sees, he's like, Carlin. Yeah. I like Carlin. And that was like our thing. Nice. It, like, that was like a thing that we could listen to together. And I remember being in Vegas for that show, but it was an 18 and up show. Okay. And I was, I think, 13. And he just sat me down. I was like, it, 
I, I can't do this for you. I, I try. I even tried to bribe the guy. Right. <laughs> I, I wanted to take you to this. I'm not allowed to, but yeah. I, I wish we could have done this together. So it's we left so you in the great. car, hence the yeah, joke. You in the car, and, 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 and we went and did a podcast. It was That's bullshit. beautiful, and yeah. Another kid brought a whiskey. <laughs> yeah, Carl, I mean, like... Recovery alcoholic, that was a mistake. Carlin's book is great, Last Words. Uh, Ooh, but uh, Brain Droppings... That was that was the book that got me rolling. Brain Droppings is great. Uh, his special that I like, by the way, is Jammin' in New York, right? Mm-hmm. Jammin' in New York? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's like just almost sacred text. Uh, Steve Martin's book, Born Standing Up, is also a phenomenal yeah. read if you want to read about <clears throat> what it was like to be a stand-up when but no one else was a stand-up. Uh, it's crazy good. You know what I'm kind of embarrassed about liking back in when I was like uh, 16? The Off-White album by Dennis Miller. Oh, that's not embarrassing. <laughs> it's a little embarrassing now. I mean, this now, more, but Dennis Miller was great. And Hassan and Arafat threw a three-day party pass in the streets of an Oscar made by Like, what are you right. talking about? Right. No, he was great. That album is a great album. You can't yeah. you can't hate yourself for how pe- other people turned out. Oh, uh, you can't be mad about that. <laughs> yeah, Dennis Miller was I still got his references back then. He was yeah. he yes. was re- referencing like obscure politicians from the Middle East. He was great. Yeah. Uh, Rickles is another one for me. Really? Uh, oh God, yeah. I've seen Rickles. I saw it. Well, I saw Rickles four times. Wow. Uh, oh, just what a what a treat. He he would. Uh, I unintentionally stole one of his lines at a show one time when I did the. You've done the Shamrock in Marietta, right? Of course. And uh, uh, I did a joke uh, about something, and somebody yelled out. Uh, I mean, this is a Rickles pull, but somebody yelled out something about Mexicans, like something ra- some weird racist thing, and right. I was like really thrown off so i was like hey man shut it down or the kitchen's gonna quit and oh. that's a full rickles yeah. rip ah. However, but it killed by the way and i got a little bell ding from the kitchen because they were laughing so oh. hard like they got <laughs> i have to say that there's two occasions it's okay to borrow and that's if you're heckled and you have no response and you need something to bring it back sure. i think that's a rare time where it's okay to kind of borrow yeah, I think it is because it's you against them. You're not just coming up there going, "I came up with it." it it's you sure. shutting that person down. Other one, corporate gigs. They, they do <laughs> oh, not want to yeah. see Who your cares? fucking material. Well, right. also, like, I'm at, I'm at, you know, I like the Shamrock a lot. Uh, Johnny's a great dude. Uh, but like, also, you know, ABC is not sitting in the audience waiting to sign me. I don't care if I rip somebody else's heckle. Right, right. You know, uh, but Rickles, I mean, he was just a treat. He, I, one of my favorite things I've ever seen anybody do was. Uh, he looked down at a lady in the front row and he's like, close your leg, close your legs. What are you waiting for the train? Now, listen, Yikes. I don't know what that means to this day. It could mean two different things. Oh, Who yeah. knows? But holy shit, was it funny? Right. Like, it was so great. Close your legs. What are you waiting for a train? Uh, Joan Rivers opened for him one of the times I saw him and she Underrated. was great. She, she was had funny. a great joke where she said, uh, I'll never forget it. Uh, we were at Humphreys. That's where they did it. And she was like, I never uh, she's like, I get lesbians. I never understood gay guys. Because how are you going to fake an orgasm? What, are you going to spit on the guy's back? That's a great joke. That's a great <laughs> joke. Like, oh, they were... John Rickles is just a... I, I was... I Like, uh, when he died, I had more people reach out to me when he died really? than when my mom died. Oh, people my. were, like, messaging me. That's like, I had old girls... Yeah, oh, really? No, it wasn't... I'm, I'm, I'm saying that's how many people... Like, I had old girlfriends, like, oh, wow. text me and go, I just wanted to make so sure you're okay. No, no, I had a, I had dozens and dozens of people reach out to me about my mom, but it was like uh, very casual people reached out right. about 
Rickles because they I would I'm very public about my love for him. Yeah, well, that was me with Prince, a big Prince fan. Oh, and when Prince talk like, about funny people, Prince he was hysterical. <laughs> he is hysterical, actually. <laughs> Prince is great. What was the extent of your travel? Either did you go on the road? Did you? Yeah. I mean, like past Shores works the road way more than I do. Yeah, um, that's when I started with it. Remember Adam Sank? Oh my god, yeah. Yeah, he he took me out my first road gig. He taught me how to kind of do it. Now, when um, you say road gig, you just mean like Temecula? Arizona. Oh, Temecula. Arizona. Right. Yeah, no. This is side of the road. He just pulls over and <laughs> pulls yeah, over gets a megaphone and whoever. <laughs> get going. Yeah. Um, no, yeah. Uh, so road gig is pretty much my bread and butter. Like, okay. Um, uh, it's something I've been doing since 2010. Wow. Um, and it's kind of its own little art form, but um, it's. A lot of people like it. I don't. I, yeah, I mean, I didn't. I, I've never really been interested in the road, mm. and I've. I, I'll, I'll. I'd rather travel, and when I'm somewhere, I'll do some spots while I'm there. Uh, I'll connect with people beforehand and book some spots. Like I do that a lot in San Francisco, uh, New York, uh, places where you can get up. You know, four times in a, in in two days. Yeah, I'm very different. Uh, I, I hate interrupting my vacation for that. Well, what's funny is I went to Ireland, right? Like a couple of years ago, and um, I know I'm doing very well. And Clearly, uh, it's first class the whole way. It's not a big deal. And uh, <laughs> but I went, I went and uh, Russell Hicks, who we've talked about, he's been in England for a long time, doing very well. And uh, we we from time to time talk, and I was like, yeah, I'm coming to Ireland, man, and. Uh, and he's like, oh, well, if you stop over in London at all, let me know. I'll get you into a show or I'll get you up on a show if you want. And I was like, oh, maybe. Couldn't do it. And and then I was like, oh, I'll be in Ireland. And he's like, oh, well, if you go to Galway, like, let me know. I'll talk to this person. I'll get you up. Had a, had a whole thing set up and uh, couldn't do it. Because I was like, uh. if I bomb, this will ruin how wonderful this trip is. So okay. I totally get what you're saying. Yeah. Like, there of- are times where I'm like, this is too good of a vacation to ruin it with bombing. Well, like. Also, yeah. like, uh, my whole thing is with um, shows. I don't drink before shows. I don't... Uh, Pussy. Yeah. <laughs> There's reasons for it. Um, and so the whole day leading up to a show, especially on the road, where I have no friends, I don't have anything to do, it's just me killing 11 hours or something before sure. it's time to go. Yeah. And when I go to Vegas, I'm like, I want to do cocaine and drink a blue Hawaiian. I'm not going to yeah. fucking worry about the show. Yeah. You know, and so I, I, I don't want to mix Sorry. the two. So yeah, I went to Vegas one time for Greg Santos and his buddy Jared Super used to do the show in Vegas, and they took me out one time with them, and we did the show, and it was so stinking fun. Like we had just a, a fucking great time. Uh, I forget who the headliner is, but um, oh God, if I said his name, you would know him, um, and I can't remember his name. Um, no, 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 no. Uh, he was like a he's a, he's a road comic he's who's likable. been around forever. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, you're not wrong, but. I, uh, but anyway, so after the show, there's another comic on the show. This, this, uh, a couple do Gabe Nolasco was on the show okay. and, and uh, whoever the headliners, but Gabe was like, Oh man, this was a fun time where I'm going to go hit up a spot here, blah, blah, blah. Do you want to go? And I was like, no, we just did a show <laughs> yeah. and it went well. Why would I ruin it by right. like testing the waters? Let's go party. Shows. It's my birthday. I'm going to throw a show. Like, why oh, did you ruin your God, birthday? What a nightmare. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I want to. I want to spend my whole entire day promoting. Yeah, like no way. And I want to spend my birthday pacing back and forth, sober, drinking water. Yeah, and waiting to, to see if I do well. See, we're very different in the fact that I like to drink a lot before I go up on stage, uh, and that's only because I I always anytime even before I do theater or anything, I I get nervous and I 
and uh, I need to calm myself down a little bit, and it helps. Now, there is a line that I have crossed several times where I'm too drunk, and I have to apologize to people later. Uh, Shamrock being one example where Johnny, <laughs> Johnny Herrera literally... Uh, came up to the stage and said, you need to stop. Oh, and I was like, wow. oh, okay. Mercy. Okay. <laughs> but it was, it, but he was right. He was a hundred percent right. And there, but there's those times where like, you're having a good time. People send you drinks. Yeah. You drink. Then that particular show, the bartender came up, poured Jameson in my mouth. Oh, wow. Uh, it was a good time, but it was too much. And, yeah. uh, you know. Well, you know, I, Everyone's different, but I, I, I'm always of the belief that you're better at anything when you're not drinking at all. And, I, and I'm saying this as an alcoholic. It'd be one thing if I was. Wait, you're McKay. an alcoholic, but in a good way, in a fun way. In a fun way. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, like a, you're thinking about the wrong way. I leave yeah. my kids in the playground, not the car, like this asshole. He doesn't. Have, he doesn't have responsibility. <laughs> in the pool. Yeah. Uh, no. So I'm I, when I, I feel first bad. started, I would drink a lot because I was raised on Pantera and Ozzy. I'm like, mm. I'm like those guys. I'll get loaded and go sure. out and fucking rocket. I am the Pantera of nothing. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> I would go out and uh, you know. I would think I did well. And then I remember uh, the turning point. Me and my friends went up to L.A. We were not booked. We just wanted to go see what the pros were doing. We mm. were the, the Ha Ha Cafe in North Hollywood. Mm. And everyone on this show was a murderer. They were just fucking killing. And I'm like, this is this is professional comedy. And I wanted to go take a leak. And I saw the headliner. I only knew that because his poster was up. He was killing Miller Lights at the bar. Mm. And I went up to him. I was... 23 i'm like hey man i'm trying to be a comic and you did the whole thing like ah oh, good luck kid yeah yeah <laughs> and i'm like oh man this guy's gonna be great because all these guys are awesome he goes up and i can tell he's sloshed he's slurring he's yeah. not doing well and i remember the the woman in front of me who had been laughing at every comic just like me turned to her husband and went he's drunk yeah <laughs> and i remember tell us had a nickel so for every time fucking, he heard that i felt i felt so disrespected as an audience member mm, yeah. and I'm, and then i realized I get drunk every time I go on stage. Yeah. Uh, I turn to my friends. I'm like, is that how I look? And then they, they went, yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. And I never got drunk again oh. on stage. On stage. Then I try to do like, all right, your thing. Three beers. Mm -hmm. You know, that's my, that's my, I'll, I'll get loose and everything. Yep. And that works fine. Then one day I was opening for Brad Williams and, at Aces. Nice. I got late to the show. They were bringing me up as I ran the building. I did not have time for my three beers. It was the only time I'd been on stage sober. I had the best show of my life. And I went, Wow. Zero is the number, huh? Oh, nice. Right. Yeah, yeah. Zero. Yeah, I think I, I definitely encourage people, new comics, especially when they talk to me and stuff. I, I, I definitely encourage them to hold the sauce before they go on stage, only because you got to know what you're doing. And, yeah. like, you can't, like, I could not have gauged. What, how I was doing and growing as a comic if I was sloshed all sure, the time. Sure, sure. There's no way to accurately read the audience. So at what point did you think getting sloshed was the answer? I mean, immediately. The first time okay. I went up. Well, that's what we're saying. When you first go, you're like, I'm the Aussie of comedy. Yeah, you go and you test it out. But then it's like, then you go, oh, like I like comedy. I should start paying attention to this. I should be and I should tone it girl. down a little bit. Yeah. Now, there are times where I'll show up to a show. For whatever reason, I got there way too early. And I'm there for two hours wait, before wait. I go up. You get to shows early. That I, I find know. that hard to believe. Not podcasts, whoa, whoa, whoa. shows. <laughs> okay. And uh, I was there, and I and and you just there's nothing to do, and so you're just drinking free drinks, yeah. and then before you know it, you're like, oh no. Uh, I had a <laughs> I had a show oh, I I had a show in PB one time at uh, Red. Well, what was say it no more. Time? I know, right? <laughs> it wasn't 
Reds at the time. It was something else. But um, that has changed names a million so, times. It's Josh Nelson's fucking playground. You know what? It's been going on for ten years or something. And it's I went and did it just recently as Candy's Boom Boom Room or whatever it's called now, and it was fun. I had a lot of fun. Um, How can you not have fun in a room called Candy's fun. Boom Boom Room? But I did it a while ago, and the stage, the back to the stage, used to be a giant mirror, like a whole wall-sized mirror. And I had been there forever drinking. And I get up on stage and I turned and looked in the mirror and I just started talking to myself for 15 minutes. And I thought I was doing the greatest thing I've ever done in my life. And I got off stage and Santos was with me and he goes, what the fuck are you doing? And I was like, what do you mean? And he's like, that was so dumb. And I I felt terrible. I apologize to Josh. I've gotten loaded at the Madhouse a few times. I apologize to Robert afterwards. It's all just, you know, but it's learning. You, You learn what you can do, like Ryan was saying. Sometimes you go up and you're sober and you're like, oh, that's the juice right there. I'm going to do that. Because uh, doing a good set is a high enough on its own. It, it's, you know? Yeah. Yes. I, um, the, I, only, the only way I'll, I'll have even a few drinks is there's no stakes to the show. It's like, oh, uh, you're doing a new <laughs> sports pub uh, yeah, on right. Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's, it's a free show. I'm like, I'm going to drink as much as I want because I sure. don't respect your show. Nobody cares. <laughs> I, I, thank you for the $13, but I'll be having 18 Coors Lights. For, I, before I did I a show. There used to be a room up in Temecula called, uh, I mean, it's still there, but uh, they don't do shows there anymore. It's called the Boiler Room, and they have a big pool area. I play there the fake misfits. And, uh, oh, that's beautiful. It's a perfect spot. Strung Out played there a couple of times. Yeah. Uh, but it's like got a whole section for pool tables, and they do league night. And we had a comedy show on League Night. Ugh. And uh, it was the me. Fake, the fake misfits did League Night. It oh, was my God. It was brutal. It was me, Anthony Davis, uh, who was just starting at the time. And then I forget who the other comic on the show was. And Johnny Herrera, was, he, he, he booked it. And I got up there. Oh, oh, phone's ringing. What the hell? Can I pee Phone's now? ringing. Boiler room. Boiler room. This is a clear edit point for you. You're yes. welcome. <laughs> uh, League Night. And I was told, uh, don't mess with League Night. Like, don't mess with those guys. They don't like it. Now, like we've talked about before, I like to heed my warnings. But also, I've been doing comedy for a long time. And I'm pretty... I'm going to crack this nut. Well, (laughs) here's the fun thing. Also, Ryan is... I think we're probably in the same boat that I... You grew up listening to, to metal, and I grew up listening to punk music. I, I, was, I went to punk shows when I was 13. Like I, That's my world. Yeah. I like to start problems. I like to hate authority. <laughs> I'm Irish. We drink. We have a good time. We don't care about the consequences. You were being and, theater uh, in your own mind. And I, well, I mean, I, yes, exactly. You were being Vina Vingley. Yeah, I was being, leaving. I was being leaving, and, uh, I, was, and I was so excited uh, to immediately fuck with these guys playing pool. Mm. And I went up on stage and I was I had been drinking. You have and not. Now, you, I had you, been you, drinking. Okay. And how much you've been drinking? Sauced, mm, buzzed. No, no, buzzed. Okay, okay. Buzzed. Yeah, like I, I said, I I was headlining. Sure. I got thirty minutes to do at least. I'm not gonna go up there drunk. I sure. gotta. I can yeah. be buzzed. Yeah. It's a bar. Same thing, right? It's yeah. like a bar. Absolutely. I'm not totally invested, but yeah. I don't want to fuck it up. Right. I go. I do the show. I'm doing. I, I have. A, here's the. Here's the other thing, though, Ryan. Here's the problem. <laughs> I had been buzzed. They told me, don't mess with those guys. And they gave me a wireless mic. Now, that is not oh. a combination for success. So I took the wireless mic, and I hopped down, and I started doing <laughs> <laughs> I started doing play-by-play of League Night and just fucking with these guys endlessly. Now, half of them were on board. Thought it was funny, right? Thought it was great. 
and there was about six what or seven guys who were not okay with <laughs> not it. Not having it. And I'm like, how? But then, I, but then I was like really interested in like, how am I actually fucking you guys up? Like, are you that distracted <clears throat> by noise in the background that you can't play pool? Like, are you not? You're in a bar. Like, I was just very confused. I was saying all of this to them. Of course. And they were not okay with that. One guy challenged me to a fight. Wow. Uh, and I was Did like, sure, accept? fucking let's go. And then, <laughs> and then his buddies had to pull him back. And then... <laughs> Some other guy, and I was a lot heavier at the time, so I was a little more imposing. And then some other guy tried to challenge me by, uh, or he said he was going to hit me over the head with a pool stick, which I was like, fucking yes. Like, I was so excited about it's the thought so of this. Cute. Uh, yeah, pool cue. Sorry. That was my first thought. And then John, and like everybody on the comedy side of it, everybody was laughing. So it wasn't like I was just screwing the night up. You right. were playing in the back of the room and you know it. I was, but guess what? There was only the back of the room there. <laughs> <laughs> and so it was a good but like but now i would if to do it all over again i would never have done that i would never do that uh but to to ryan's point about some shows you show up at their shows quote unquote and you, you know what like uh, no i'm me. not coming back and yeah. i don't need to come back this is for me yep exactly I, I'm not, why would i take this seriously I'm you gonna, didn't take it seriously look at the yeah the there's 10 people here and i'm yeah. gonna have a fun time yeah, yeah if, exactly if i feel like they didn't take it seriously i'm gonna get loaded and have fun now and i do want to in case the uh, rare uh chance that johnny herrera listens to this uh oh, he's that's that's nothing against him shamrocks is one of the best shows uh north of san diego and he's done some other great stuff in Temecula. But there's a reason why Boiler Room lasted two shows for comedy and didn't. Oh, is that? It's just a really bad location. And Johnny's a great I was guy. wildly attracted to the owner of that fucking place. That, that, she looked like Dog the Bounty Hunter's wife. And I, I'm oh, that's so funny. That's <laughs> great. That's actually a decent segue. <laughs> Dog the Bounty Hunter's wife is a decent segue? Yep. I to... can't wait. Well, you jumped me. I was... You scooped him. Shit. Sorry. No, you didn't. Podcast Pro. Podcast Pro. You can't. You can't. can't stop. Dog. Dog the Bounty Hunter. Uh, TV show. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> See, I love it. Say what? Johnny Herrera. Great guy. Okay. Now, do you have any stories about horrible guys? Bad promoters. Bad um, guys. Bad gigs. Bad. I mean, like you know, Ryan brought up Winston's. Winston's is a notoriously terrible gig, but 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 like you want to hang out because it's. 50 comics and it's a lot of fun did it really i haven't been in so long when alan henderson took it over it changed okay i haven't been since for the better yeah absolutely okay i I mean and talk about nice guys alan henderson's like top of the list yeah nice guys yeah Yeah. no he he turned it around and i i kind of feel bad for for jeff because he's like he managed it for like i don't know 10 years so long and then the, the minute uh alan took it over it got better well, I mean, like it's the same thing with the Blarney Stone. You, you can only do stuff for so long before you just kind of stop caring. Yeah. It's back yep. of your mind. And that's nothing against Jeff. It, there was a time where it was a pretty solid night. Yeah. But it, but it got really weird. And, uh, and you know, like, it, it became... It led us right to BJ and the Biz. Well, that, I mean, <laughs> you know, like, I... Jeff was, like... Uh, Jeff was the first person to ever let me headline. Uh, uh-huh. I was... Now... I was three weeks in to, to comedy. comedy. Wow. And I was, I had had, but I had been on stage to some degree for 20 years already. Okay. So I was very comfortable on stage and people misread that as, well, you must be funny. You must be good at and it. And I yeah. was fine. I had like seven good jokes. Nice. They were one-liners. So that meant I had like two good minutes. Right. 
<laughs> but Jeff was like, you you need a headline. So he had me headline a night at Winston's. At that point, I was probably 30 minutes? two months in. I was supposed to do 15 minutes. 15. Okay. I clearly had maybe five minutes. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> and uh, it was a nightmare. Like, I, I mean... But talk about like learning your lessons. Right. Like I thought I was so high on it. I was like, oh yeah, I'm headlining already. And then I went up and I headlined and oh god. I'd say what a the, mess. the the worst promoter you now this is a tale old as time. This is nothing unique to any comic listening, is the scammer bringer promoter Ugh. who <laughs> preys on the new guys who's naive. Um, bringers can be valuable to someone. And for your listeners that don't understand what a bringer is, it's something where you get to perform. You're an open micer that gets to do three minutes amongst 30 other three-minute comics. But if you bring 10 of your office friends, well, <laughs> then you get to do eight minutes at a real club. Yeah. And then you get to put on fucking Facebook, I headlined the Laugh Factory or whatever. So, anyways, um, I was still falling for this in 2011. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, uh, a guy came to me and said he was going to do an industry showcase. Now, ah. there's a right way and a wrong way to do a bringer show. You can tell the guys, look, if you want to do a real club for eight minutes to three for your friends, just bring ten friends. Otherwise, you don't get up. And that's fine mm -hmm. to do. All right. I did that for a year. I, I'm like, that's how I learned how to do eight instead of three. That's fine. Sure. Um, this guy was like, I, I'd moved past that part in my career. I'm, I was doing unpaid book shows, but I fell hook, light, and singer. This, this is the guy, Matt Taylor. I don't care saying his name. <laughs> I don't even remember it, so you're fine. Uh, you don't remember that guy? No, I don't. I don't remember him. Um, this guy said, I want you to do my industry showcase. Ooh. Ooh what's oh, that? Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like a big He's deal. like, oh, we have uh, scouts from Conan and uh, Letterman. What was the fashion at the time? Mm. And, uh, and uh, <laughs> uh, whatever late night, Kimmel. Yeah, they're all going to be there. However, I do fly these people in at my own expense. Uh. So mm. I do need you to bring in 10 people to pay full price. So I found myself in a bringer show, which I won. And then I got to play the comedy store in Hollywood. Oh, no. Oh, Hooray As a 24-year-old. And found myself on another bringer that I just didn't have to bring in. No, oh, I just had to drive myself up and rent a hotel room and just tell myself I'm living the dream. <sighs> this is my this is my comedy journey, dude. I, All that I, pretentious shit. I had been uh, there's a, a great guy named Richie Lee who who used to be a booker at Flappers. And uh, Flappers is a strange club, but there's one in Burbank and then there's one in Claremont, California, not the suburb, but Claremont, California. Yeah. And they, that's it used to be the John Lovitz comedy club. And it's since shut down. Uh, there's no more Flappers there. But like I, <laughs> but but Richie would book me on a lot of shows in, in uh, Flappers and Burbank. And that was great. I would go up and do, do sets there and then go somewhere else and do some sets. It was fun. Uh, Flappers is like the closest to a road gig you'll have in L.A. Like it's a very weird crowd that shows up. Uh, but they were like, oh, we'd love to have you go headline Claremont, the Claremont Club. And I was like, sure, why not? I'll headline, yeah, why not? Go. I did some shows a couple times. It was great. A buddy of mine, Grant Cotter, headlined a weekend. I came and featured for him. It was so fun. And then they're like, hey, this is great. We did Friday and Saturday. They're like, do you want to come back tomorrow night and headline our showcase? And I was like, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm not going to be promoting. I don't know anybody in the area. And they're like, no, that's that's fine. They're like, we just need a comic to headline, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, perfect. Now their showcase was a bringer show. Sure. Yeah. At, at plus it was they had all just finished a comedy stand-up class, 
and they all got to do five minutes. This is but a good they, story because I don't know where he's going with this. Usually, I'd be like, "Oh, I see where this is going." I don't. Know. No, they they were. It was a it was a, a showcase where they all just graduated. They all got to work on five minutes, but they got to do three minutes, and then uh, they all got to do three minutes. Uh, but they had to bring three people to do their three minutes, and so it was packed. Right? It was mm-hmm. packed, and here's why it was packed, Ryan. Because there was 20 people before me. Oh, oh my oh, word! Doing, <laughs> doing, I see that coming. Doing three minutes each, and none of them good. Like not even their friends and family That's thought it was worst. a fun time. And I literally got up on stage at the end of the night. I mean, I'm you know, and three minutes always stretches to four minutes, and then you're up two hours later. And I got up at the end of the night, and I am so tired. Like I, I was just tired. Drinking night? No, no, no. I wasn't no. even drinking because if flappers, you got to pay. And uh, <laughs> I, you get your two free drinks, and that's it. I got up on stage, and I literally just shit on. I, and I don't like to do this, but I shit on everyone before me. Nice. And it was because I'm like honestly, like, yeah. There's nothing I can do here. No one's gonna remember me from this. Right. Turned out I was wrong. I actually oh. got. I ended up getting a lot of followers on Instagram from that show, but. But it was like I did. I did twenty minutes. Boy. I did twenty minutes after this horrendous two hours of people going, "My dick is so short," uh, <laughs> like that kind of stuff. And it was a nightmare. Airplane's been taking a long time to take off. Oh man, and I, those are the worst. Those are the worst. That's the that's the worst show I could ever do. I've done it a few times where the stand up class graduates and they want uh. a real comic, whatever, to headline. Yeah. Uh, now. The only positive thing I've ever done with one of those is Dewey Bratcher had done a stand-up comedy class at uh, Comedy Palace. Uh, Dewey Bratcher, me and him worked the road back in 2012 for like a straight year together. I wow. saw him on that show, and uh, I immediately afterwards was like, Dewey, you are so funny. Let me book you on this show I was doing. I was doing a show maybe two weeks later. I booked him on the show, and he killed it then. One of the very few times I've ever seen somebody at a stand-up showcase from a stand-up comedy so class that was great. So he graduated class, did his set, yeah, and then you hired him or booked. Well, him. I didn't hire. I booked him, booked but him. but I'm not saying like I have anything to do with this. Like he killed it everywhere he went, and he was he was he's an amazing guy. Yeah, he and I worked the road for a straight couple of years. I, huh. I just really liked working with him. He's so nice. My, my favorite time with Dewey was we got booked to do a comedy club opening for Charles Fleischman. That's the voice of Roger Rabbit. <laughs> if you are a Back to the Future fan, he's the guy that comes up to Marty McFly and goes, I wish I put some money on the cubbies. Oh, so man. That's it. Okay. All right. So, anyways, so we go, we drive two hours to this show. Dewey's opening, I'm featuring Charles Fleischman's headlining. And um, we go in the, the green room. Charles Fleischman's like an old as shit. And uh, the owner of the club's like, uh, Charles, these are your openers. This is Ryan and Dewey. And he's like, oh, mm-hmm. shakes her hand. I'm like, Dewey, I forgot my smokes in the car. I'm going to go out, give me your keys. I'm going to go burn one. I come back in, and Dewey's in the lobby, not the green room. The show's in progress. The host's on stage. I'm like, why are you in the green room? He's like, I'm not going there with that motherfucker. I'm like, why? And he's like, you'll see. So I go in, and I got uh, Hollywood legend Charles Fleischman in there. He's reading a magazine with his spectacles on and I sit down and he comes over to me he stands up walks up to the couch I'm in in the green room his crotch is right in my face hello I look up to him like hi and he he starts salsa dancing he starts salsa dancing for me what the hell and and all of a sudden he stops and then sits down next to me and just stares at me like examining me and so I'm feeling weird 
Yeah, right? really? A 65-year-old man just salsa danced for me. This is Roger Rabbit. And <laughs> uh, I'm like, and so I, to break the tension, I went, oh, by the way, man, uh, you're in one of my favorite movies. Uh, I'm a big horror movie fan. You were in uh, Tales from the Crypt, Demon Knight. I, I really liked you in that. And he goes, Demon Knight. I remember that movie. And I went, I imagine you would. Yeah. And he goes, CCH Pounder, William Sadler. I remember that movie. Jada Pinkett Smith. John Cassier. I remember that movie. And then he lists the entire cast. Whoa. That crew. Whoa. It takes him 25 minutes. Oh, my he Lord. He gets done, and he jumps up and starts salsa dancing once again. Oh, and no. thrusting his crotch in my face. So I jump up, and I run back out into the fucking lobby, <laughs> and Dewey goes, see? Jesus Christ. <laughs> He's doing cocaine. Easily doing a I lot don't, of comedy. I think he's on the spectrum, but that's oh. nothing wrong with it. I, I did a weekend with Chris Catan. Chris Catan, sorry. Oh. Does a lot of coke. Oh, yeah. Really? I, I read his book, and I don't know why. Yeah, it does a lot of coke. It's still? How long ago was this? I mean, this was uh, seven years ago. Okay. Yeah. All right. Maybe he's... Okay, he could be clean now. Don't know. After Undercover Brother. After Undercover Brother. Okay. Yeah. Because Undercover Brother's funny. Sure. That's yeah, funny that movie. was Cocaine the Motion Picture. Uh, that was <laughs> Eddie Griffin. That's funny. So, how do you guys feel about roasts? Uh, I like giving people shit, um, but that was kind of like the Blar- we brought up the Blarney Stone. Like that was kind of what I did when I inter- when I would introduce people, bring them to the stage. I would just give them shit. Uh, that's why later on there was like a, a class of comics in San Diego, where um, maybe two classes ago, where I liked them and I would give them a lot of shit, and they would take it personally. Ooh. And I'm like, wait a minute, like we're just mm. we're just you know fucking with each other. Right. Uh, they did not take it that way, and it really put me in a weird zone where I was like, oh no, like I like you guys. This is not how right. I meant it. <laughs> um, but I've done a few roasts. They're fine. Uh, I did Roast Battle with uh, Brian Moses, the guys who do Roast Battle on, at, at the Comedy Store. They had me uh, versus Ryan Hicks at uh, a place uh, at the Comedy Store in La Jolla. Um, it was very fun. Uh, uh, Jeremiah, Jeremiah Watkins was a judge, and Jeremiah and I kind of go back a little bit. So that was fun. Um, Ryan won. Okay. Now, Ryan was great. Um, he was very good. We had a um, we had so much fun though. We I mean we had talked beforehand about like you know hey is this okay to talk about is this okay to talk about? Sure. And I I did a joke because Brian Hicks's uncle is Bill Hicks who's a very oh, famous stand. Yes. No. And uh, yeah, well some I've people don't him. know. Um, and I said uh, one of the jokes I That's said was the first was, name uh, you mentioned tonight that I actually know. Well there you go. I I, I <laughs> one of my jokes. Oh, uh, <laughs> Don Rickles. Uh, Mac Miller had just OD'd. And uh, this was where the, when the show happened, and Bill Hicks had famously OD'd himself. And so uh, I said, uh, Ryan Hicks's uncle is Bill Hicks. And I was like, and you'd only know that if you talked to Ryan for 10 minutes. And uh, then I was like, but uh, a lot of people are sad because Bill Hicks killed himself, and that's because uh, uh, he saw Ryan do comedy, and then he went home and Mac oh. Miller himself. Oh and my that, was, uh, that was my favorite joke. And it was great. It, it did very well. Is it very well? Uh, I think it's very funny. Speaking yeah. of comedy classes, I like. I had kind of a similar experience where I, 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 I didn't mean to take this too far, but in comedy classes, sometimes they bring in quote unquote real comedians mm-hmm. to watch the sets, and um, our friend uh, Jesse Egan Bijan Mustafi brought me in for one, and this kid went up who's still doing comedy in San Diego today. I think he might be in L.A. now. I won't mention him. He went up and he was just too stoned to do his thing. 
Okay. He, he just came out and was like, I, um, I, I'm really stoned right now. And they, they went to me, and I'm like, hey, man, are you really that high, or is that trying to be funny? He's like, no, I'm fucking high. I'm like, hey, guys, don't get too high to get to your jokes. That was embarrassing. And I'm like, I'm like just just be coherent. Anyway, and I, I, I try to give him a compliment, and also I look up, and he's crying. Oh, oh God. He's, he's, I'm like, why are you crying? <laughs> so, anyways, he just left the stage. And then afterwards, everyone was giving me shit, like, made one of the students cry. I'm like, I wouldn't, I, I just said, don't get stoned. <laughs> and to this day, he still does comedy. I'm like, I'll never see that kid again. Right. It's no problem. This guy still does comedy 10 years later. It's Every wild. time I see him, he's buttered about it. I'm like, hey, um, let's call him uh, Cameron. It's Billy Bonnell. It's Billy Bonnell. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, hey, what's up, man? He just. You said let's call him Cameron. It's Cameron Frost. No, oh, come on, man. Edit that he doesn't out. care. He's in LA now. He edit, doesn't care. Edit that out. You know, Cameron. No, don't edit it out. I'm gonna tag him because no, don't edit it out because Cameron Frost. You're not wrong. Would do for years. He would just get up on stage and be the highest idiot I've ever seen in my life. And then, like a year and a half ago, I I did a show with Cameron. He was fucking great. But he won't let it go that I said, don't get stoned and 10 fucking years. Don't worry he, about it. He won't shake my hand. Listen, wow. there's so many comics that hate me, and I can't do anything about it. There but Cameron Frost, Cameron Frost is, is a, a funny comic now. <laughs> he is. And I don't. I would say it to his face. I don't give a shit. What All is right. he going to do? Not book cry? me on some show? Or cry? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't care. Cry, not he, he is funny now. Years. I've only shit on one I'm comic. I'm Cameron Frost. That's my goal. Is to make sure he hears this podcast. Ah, he's a That's nice my... guy. Hey, dude, uh, he's too I, high I, to remember I'm most of to Say sorry for like ten years. Let it go. Come on, Cameron, <laughs> get on board. All right, next question, Tony next on the mic. Question. <laughs> and I got to be out here at eight fifteen. Okay. Okay. O- overrated comics. Cameron Frost. Cameron oh, Frost. Hey, Mercy. Come on. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Um, no, <laughs> who's an overrated comic? I'm gonna I mean, say Russell Brand. I don't know what. Uh, oh, what Russell Brand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This country had with him for like five years. Like, you like Russell Brand, right? Like, we're all like, no. He's yeah, a weird dude. Movies. No, we don't like him in movies. He's not funny. Yeah. Like, I like Russell Brand. No. no. Yeah. Russell He's, Brand's like, weird. All right. Yeah, he'll be a motivational speaker. Fuck you. I mean, you got overrated guys. You go like Larry the Cable Guy, and yeah. uh, you know, I Jeff Foxworthy. I, I'll, I, I'll, no, no problem. Say that he was very good for a long time. Well, well you know what? Uh, the thing is, though, I, I listened to his album um, for every night as a kid. I forget which one. Uh, but then I grew up and realized they were street jokes. They were all street oh, jokes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of those dudes had writers. Uh, Bill Ingvall, like that whole crew is very overrated. Um, Ron Ron White is even overrated nowadays. Like he is not great. Okay, I have an idea. Um, we do we, we do Hellraiser, but when you solve the puzzle box, the fucking blue collar comedy guys. Come <laughs> <laughs> that's a movie. That's not bad. Yeah, no, I know. I just realized I mentioned all the blue collar comedy. Right, right. But it's like the big. I'm talking about big people who everyone loves. That they're they're pretty overrated. Um, that's probably it. Anthony Jeselnik isn't that great anymore. But also, who am I to speak? They have specials. Right, I don't right. know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Underrated? I don't have any specials. I mean, I uh, what? Underrated? Underrated? Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna say Gary really Goldman. Oh, I, Goldman's I, great. I think Goldman, he's he's a very smart guy, and I show him to people that just don't get comedy and they don't get him. But yeah, I, he's he's a very specific style. You have to be a snob to like him, and I'm a snob. Okay, that's fair. Uh, my probably my vote for underrated will be Jimmy Pardo. He okay. is the greatest living 
crowd work comic there is. Yeah, wow. I can, I can Better than Howie Mandel? God. <laughs> oh, he didn't uh, love over his Pardo, head. Pardo, Pardo. Uh, I don't know. How, I mean, none of the... He he improvises every set he does. I cracked myself up uh, for Howie Mandel. Yeah, yeah, well, that was that's overrated. Um, he... <laughs> Jimmy Pardo is the greatest there is, uh, as far as when it comes to going to a show. Improvs every show. Every show is new. Every show is different. I've never seen somebody besides Brody Stevens, uh, rest in peace, who can take a crowd and somehow know everything about everything that everyone's talking about. Yeah. Like, it is a talent. I don't know how. I mean, it's just years on the road, I imagine. But uh, his podcast, Never Not Funny, is one of my favorite podcasts. Oh. He is just a, a delight. Myself and Jimmy Callaway uh, got to open for him a couple of years ago, and it was like a dream. Uh, and one time, uh, years ago, I put a show called Comedy Death Ray at the M Bar in L.A. My, my uh, sketch group did a sketch at that show. He was hosting that night. I, at the time, had this giant mohawk, and um, he made me laugh really hard, as he would anyways. And uh, he just pointed at me. He's like, ah, good. I wanted to make you laugh. You look edgy. And yeah. uh, and I was like my favorite. Damn. It was literally, my, not at all, but it was my favorite <laughs> thing that anyone's ever said to me. And uh, we I were able to kind of. edgy with a mohawk. Yeah, because, you know, who cares? But we were very like, then we became friendly. And uh, from time to time, I'll message him. He's, uh, God dang. Nobody could go see him and not have a good time. He's so good. Noted. I'll, uh, maybe I'll buy a t-shirt. He's had an album called Sprezzatura on iTunes, which I highly uh, encourage anyone to get. Now, can you just listen for free or do you have to buy it? Oh, you probably listen for free, I imagine. <laughs> I don't know. Spotify? You got Spotify? No, I'll pay. I, I believe in paying for stuff. Good for you. I do. Thank you. Queer. Ha <laughs> ha! <laughs> okay. Uh, one of the questions that I think came into fame and fortune on this podcast, since you guys have been on it, is the electric chair question. Did you get either of you guys have the electric chair question? You've committed a capital crime. You're going to the chair. You have one movie, one meal, and then one song to play you off into the abyss. Mm. What's your movie? What's your meal? What's your song? Uh, easy. Oh, wow. Yeah. Movie is West Side Story. Okay. Song is What a Wonderful World by Louis Armstrong. Wow. And I would say my meal is probably just like a beautiful plate of pasta. Any particular? Uh, Not really. Okay. Any yeah. sides? Any drinks? Uh, I mean, you could say steak and potato, but I mean, like, if you get me like a good fettuccine Alfredo, I'm on board. You're good. Yeah. And pop in a little, uh, wait, what did you say? Wonderful World? Louis Armstrong, yeah, yeah. Wonderful World. What a Wonderful World. Yeah, yeah, My favorite wow. song. That's a really, most people even want to give them time to prep don't have a, no, no, that no. concise. That's all I, if anybody, at my funeral, I've asked my wife to play that song. Wow. Yeah. What if you live longer? I, that won't happen. <laughs> I am <laughs> not a chance. It won't. Yeah, right. Not a chance. <laughs> the priest at our the priest, the pastor at our wedding, uh, literally said, "Till death does you part," <laughs> to uh, my wife uh, because she knows that I will be, or he knows that I will die early. Huh. Dunstan checks in. Ah, <laughs> uh, come on! I was giving a real answer. Goddamn yeah, it! Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I'm gonna get. <laughs> no, Mr. Baseball was uh, Tom Selleck. Great uh, film. Uh, it's going to be Jaws. I'm going to say okay. Jaws. Ooh, Jaws yeah. is the movie where I will watch it if it's on cable with all the shark attacks. Jaws is great. Right. All right. That is just, it's horror done by Steven Spielberg with mm. some of the greatest actors of the 70s. It's yep. got that old grainy feel to it. I just, 
I feel good watching that movie. Yeah, Jaws is great. Jaws. Um, okay. I'm going to say my meal is a New York strip mm. um, grilled to medium rare with um, a, a pesto pasta on the side. Sure. Okay. With maybe some cherry tomatoes in it. Uh, and, a, and a glass of Pinot if I could. Love it. Um, and then I'm going to say the song. I was going to say Only by Anthrax because I think that's the perfect rock song. But if I'm going off to the chair and I, uh, I want to lament my own death, it's got to be different. Um, Maybe you give a big finger to the man as you're injecting it with some heavy No, this is for me. Okay. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> um, Nutshell by uh, Allison Chains. Oh wow! That's that's my that's my death song. I'm gonna fucking lament whatever I did to get in here. Enjoy my steak, watch Jaws, and go. Hey, all right, put the rubber diaper. You ever on. wonder if that was what Lane Staley was <laughs> when he died? What watching Jaws? Nut job. Watching Jaws, listening no, to Nut job. What he was doing? Oh, I didn't know. He was playing Xbox and nah. he, put, he put a syringe in each leg. Good what? for him. Singer of the House of Chains, Lane yeah. Staley. I did not. Have I think we talked about this one time. Where, like, we we could have easily. Yeah, we're, we're, like you and I pictured him with the slick back hair and the leather jacket and the shades. Yeah. Um, but I was like, actually, no. He was 81 pounds, had no teeth. Uh, poor Lane Staley. His, <laughs> his hair was coming out in tufts, and his skin was yellow, and he had two syringes. I'm like, yeah, that's... Uh, I, I Good times. That. I gotta I look. I have to look this up. I'm not familiar. I mean, with I wouldn't story. look it up too hard. No, I'm gonna look it up hard. Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> Safe search off. <laughs> Google that shit. Yeah. No, I had friends in high school that like idolized guys that got addicted heroin, so they tried heroin just because they yeah, loved those stupid. guys. Stupid. I and, and some of them aren't with us anymore. Sure. Some of them yeah, are really? in different states of disrepair. So okay, and again, not to dwell on the suicide. Was it suicide that no, he put it? No. Oh, oh, he just OD'd. Yeah. Okay, all right. He yeah. put one syringe of coke in this leg, one of heroin in this leg, and went, plunge! Wow. Yeah. And then Jaws was like, <laughs> we're almost done here. You never know. No. That's, uh, what do you got? What do you have to plug? Oh, Dallas? man. What do I got to plug? I don't know. Plug you can listen to my podcast with my wife. Okay. Yeah, we're stupid enough to start a podcast. It's adorable. It's stupid to start uh, a podcast. <laughs> well, you know, we were watching, we decided to watch the Marvel movies because she had watched a couple, and I love the Marvel movies. Nice. I'm just a big comic book fan. Loki? Always have been. I haven't watched it yet. My wife oh. asked me to wait. But I did watch WandaVision, which she did not want to try. And then uh, Falcon Winter Soldier was great. That yeah. she would not be in it. But uh, we, she would always want to watch it. And then I was like, yeah, let's watch it. And then we watched one. We were talking about it for a long time. I did not expect that to happen. Huh? And so I was like, why don't we record this? Because it would just be fun for us. Right. There is zero uh, desire for us to be like, listen to our podcast. It is terribly done. The production value is horrible. We record it in our bedroom while our, our, our baby is asleep so we don't wake it up. Like, there is nothing but just two grown-ups talking to each other about Marvel movies. Okay, when I said plug, I don't think you understood what no, I No, no, I want... If you are... It's 20 minutes. We do it like 20-minute podcasts. Uh, they're very fun because my wife is a very funny person. Doing them in She's order. She's hilarious. Yeah, we do them in order. We're, okay. We just finished with Doctor Strange, which she absolutely hated. Oh. Uh, yeah, it's called I Made You Watch This. Okay. And uh, it's on Spotify and, Check it out. and Apple Podcasts. Uh, I'll, I'll plug that. And then you can see, as Brian said earlier, you can see me on the internet or on TV. There's plenty of things that I'm in. Wow. You can go watch. So we should Google you. 
I guess. Wow. I want to get your wife on the podcast. She's phenomenal. She's way funnier. And and she'll be on time. That's Yes, she'll be early. She's union. She's a union employee, so she'll be here 15 minutes early. You better. Yeah. I'll be ready. I'll be at Mavericks Beach Club on uh, the 22nd of July. Mavericks is fun. I just did that show. Yeah. Good time. Uh, I had a really good time. time. Doing it. Yeah, you'll have a good time. I'm going to be back at Bay Bridge Brewing in uh, Chula Vista mm. on the 23rd. Not welcome back there. You are not? No. Walked For off real? stage during my headline set. Yeah. Why? The owner, well, the co-owner, of the, I was doing a joke about Trump. Yeah. Surprise. Yeah. That area, very pro-Trump. Whoa. Didn't, Hello. Was not aware. Doing a joke about Trump, the owner yelled at me from the bar to move on, and I do not uh, take kindly. No, that's not cool. Uh, And to that, and uh, I was like, "Are you telling me to stop?" And he kind of doubled down on that, and I was like, "Double down." He he did this. Uh, It's a podcast, okay? But he basically he made a cut thing with his slash cut it, and then like told me to move on again, really loud, and his face was red. And so I was like, I'm sorry, you don't get to tell me what to do. And then I walked off stage and I uh, walked to my car and that was it. And oh, um, Maria Herman, bless her heart, has booked me on uh, other, things. other things, but uh, I will not be going back there. Okay. However, there's a full crowd and by all accounts, it's a great show. And I'll be at the <laughs> TBS Tavern in Mission Valley on July 24th, which is a Saturday. I hope that goes well. You ever been on a lineup that hurts your feelings? Yes. <laughs> Yes, were, so many times. They were like, hey, we'd love to book you a headline. You're like, thanks. And then you see the flyer, like, is this what you think of me? Man, somebody <laughs> booked me on it. Somebody during the pandemic was like, do you want to come do our parking lot show? And I was like, <laughs> and I was like, well, and then he goes, uh, I'm like, well, you want me to like feature a headline? And he goes, oh, no, we were thinking you could host. And I was like, oh, no, that's okay. <laughs> I'm not going to host. I'm like, do you know, oh. like, do you know that I. Have been doing comedy for a decade, and I have two Emmys. Like I don't need to do this shit. Yeah, you have Emmys. That's what you know. I'm surprised it took you this long to. Oh come on! (laughs) I didn't even do it. Ryan did it. Listen, they're worthless. They're worthless. Do you know what it does? It gets me into a room with people who will then tell me no, they don't want to do my idea. That's all it does. (laughs) I get to go in the room and get shut down in the room. That's all it does. I'm literally gonna be on a show with a woman. This thing, who took a comedy class. And then start her own comedy class. And, oh, the, and this no. is like her like first show after uh, teaching people for like the last five years. Wow. How to do comedy having never done it. Yeah, it's rough. I well for I'm doing a new show in Murrieta called at Inland Wharf. It's a brewery. I'm doing a monthly show. Uh, and we have our first show coming up. Zoltan is uh, headlining. Zoltan's a fantastically funny uh, gentleman. And now, um, now is there a place like a website or something where people Inland Wharf Brewery? Some? Just Instagram, Facebook, oh, in, no, I Inland Wharf like Brewery. You, you in Me? Oh yeah. sure. You can follow me on Instagram. Instagram at Dallas uh, with two S's, Dallas McLaughlin. Okay. Uh, on Instagram, you can follow me on Twitter at Dallas underscore MC. Those are the two places you can find me. Okay. I have my album is back up on Spotify and Apple wow. Music. If you want to get my album, uh, it's called An Evening of This. Are you signing copies of Tall Boys and that never existed? That. that- <laughs> <laughs> I I need to find a copy of this book. You won't. I do, fucking took them all do, off. Do, <laughs> bought them Good all. And I wrote that them. book when I was not a comic. I didn't understand what hack was. I didn't understand anything. And I've made sure I've burned every copy I've found of it. That's fine. I've taken my stand-up album off twice. Yeah. And then recently I was like, you know what? It's funny. And then I put it back on. Nice. It's funny. No. Now, I'm putting you, out a new album in two months. Sucks. Really? Yeah. Wow. No, a totally different vibe though. Completely 100 percent different. I'm It'll only doing. Funny. 
I, <laughs> there it is. I'm only doing stand up right now to get my legs back under me. Uh, and I'm gonna, and then probably by the end of September, I'll probably not do stand up anymore. Wow. But, yeah. Uh, you're gonna quit completely? Not quit. I'll, I'm doing more story stuff now. Like okay. I'm gonna be right. focusing on like booking shows that are just story fully time. for storytelling. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. Cool. Can I be on? I mean, sure. Do you I do wanna, a storytelling? Yeah. There you go. I want to do one. Sure. I Write a story. Story. No, I want to do. Uh, you know what I want to do is I want to start booking out the Madhouse Brick Room. Okay. Uh, that little room in the back. I know. It's so fun. I did it the other night, and it was packed, and it was the some of the most fun I've ever had. All right. It was great. I want to do that and do stories there and just have people come up and tell stories. It's 9 5. I got to go. Oh, okay. okay. Well, we gotta before, go. before you leave. Wrap it up, Brian yeah. says. Yeah. Do you have a website? A, a, yeah, right. He was on time. He has the right to be tired. Yeah. He does. I'm sorry. Um, do you have a website? Yeah, RyanShores.com. Okay. Oh, RyanShores.com. Nice. Yep. So, and that'll have all I'm your the number bookings. one, baby. I'm the number one. Fuck yeah. I fucked over the dentist and that real estate agent. <laughs> That's great. I have a real estate agent yeah, who, yeah, has, has who has DallasMcLaughlin.com. I cannot get it. Really? Yeah. I, See, you know what oh, I have? Oh, my guy had it. I, he slept on it for a fucking day. I fucking scooped it oh, up. Oh, good for him. you. He nice. called me. I hung up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. That guy's had it for years. Oh, Can't he get did. It. That's yeah, funny. He offered me you know what I have? And I hung no way. Thirty-five bucks. He came back with forty-five. TonyOnTheMic.com. You can find there me you and all my stuff. That's easy. Tony on the mic. And get See, your magnet. Get your magnet. Did anybody need a sticker? Because I have. Stickers. Join the Patreon. I have stickers. Patreon's coming. Good. It's Good up, you. but it's not live yet. But it, right. it will be soon. All right, guys. Thanks, Ryan, for coming on time and being sure. here the whole time in Dallas. Uh, for, don't uh, I? It was an accident. <laughs> I was very communicative. I don't feel that uh, the fact that I live one block away should. <laughs> no, right? <laughs> I gotta drive an hour home. Yeah. Well, okay. I appreciate you both making time for me, and you can hear us on Tony Mike. Now, your shows are coming up pretty quick. Yeah. So I'm gonna try and drop this and cut it up and get it out there quick. Yeah, let's get a lot of boring stuff out of there. Do and, it. And, yeah. Get rid of ninety percent. Start with start with the the plugs, and then yeah, <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> Don't worry, we're cutting yeah, all the sponsor insults. <laughs> 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 oh God! All right, again, my guest today, Ryan Shores on time, Dallas McLaughlin left, and Valerie Lawrence, my sister in spirit, who uh, couldn't quite make it out here tonight. But maybe we'll do a standalone podcast with just her because she's funnier than both of you guys. I bet it, and uh, no doubt, it. yeah, not hard. <laughs> <laughs> all right, say good night, folks. Good night. Tony in the Mesa, the Mesa, outro, 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 outro. And that's going to do it for another episode of Tony on the Mic. Thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting. I want to thank my guests. I want to thank my sponsors. And you can find more info and episodes at TonyOnTheMic.com. Tony on the Mic on Twitter, on TikTok, on Facebook, on Instagram, on YouTube. All these platforms are slowly becoming populated with quality entertainment products. So check it out. And tell your friends and click and like and subscribe and all that stuff. 